Please listen carefully. Hi, I'm Paul Fields. I'm Dave Guzman, and welcome to Practical Base, where each week we pick a topic of interest to you, the working bassist, and we sort of take it apart and look at it from a bunch of different angles and try and cast our own experiences on it. And we also invite you, our listeners, uh, to please come back to us with discussion, with your critiques with your comments and your input on these topics. Um, we're also open to your suggestions for additional topics for feedback as well. Um, you can do this in a number of ways. One of the easiest ways is to get on Facebook and look for the practical base group. You're welcome to join up and join the conversation with the many bass players who are already listening to the podcast and uh, we'd love to have some discussion about this or any kind of topic that uh, that turns you on as a bass player, anything that you'd like to discuss, we are into that. You can also email us if uh, Facebook or groups are not your thing. If they're not your bag, baby, then uh, just email us at podcast at practicalbase.com. You can visit the website at practicalbase.com and look for the feedback link and email us there as well. We're also on Google plus we are on Twitter and Instagram. Send us pictures of your rig or, you know, action shots at the gig or whatever. We are here to help you elevate that gig and elevate your gear to the next level. Um, so this week, what are we going to talk about, Dave? Paul, we're going to, we're going to dive into the topic of cable placement on stage. <laughs> is that the, is that the best way to, to lay that one out? It's very stage, specific stage placement. On on Thursdays, on Thursdays after seven, after seven, yeah, we're we're to yeah no, we're, <laughs> this is definitely got to be one of one of the topics that I like suggested because this sounds like you know one of those like OCD things for it me. It sounds like you had a bad experience that you really wanted to relate, and yeah. you were just waiting for your chance to like I got to tell people what happened to me, right? What like so so I got to ask like. And maybe I don't know. We yeah, probably wrote yeah. this a while ago, but like, right. tell me about a. We're not going to. By <laughs> the way, just so nobody gets scared and turns this off or something like that, we're not going to be that specific. But we are going to talk about cables and like, you know, how you run cables and like, you know, how they affect your 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 gig. I mean, they're a big part of getting your yeah. sound to where you know where it's going. Unless unless you're one of these people's like everything's wireless and you know, if you've got that kind of money and time and you know technicians, awesome, you know good for you, you know, go with God, but you yeah. know, I think the rest of us are, you know, we're all stringing wires. Yeah. We're still plugged in. Yeah. We're all plugged in. So old school. Yeah. So what, so what happened, what happened in your past? Tell me about your, <laughs> tell me about a cable story. A, a, a cable. Oh, bad. Gosh, cable stories. <laughs> I mean, which one? So, uh, yeah, I think like a lot of musicians do like, I'm, you know, I, I've got a cable thing, right? Like cable is just like a part of our life, but you know, definitely, uh, had a situation where, you know, sometimes the stage is like set on the floor, right? Like, so your stage yeah. area, there is no raised stage area. It's no, sort of just, like, oh you're, yeah, you're and there. this is where the band plays right. like in that part of the room. Right, right. And, you know, usually we run, um, you know, XLR mics like kind of all the way across to the, to whatever soundboard on the other side of the stage yeah. from where I'm at. Yeah. and. Because you're not usually doing sound. Usually there's another guy somebody the who's doing sound. Correct. And he's yeah. on the other side from you. Exactly. Just kind of the way that we lay, lay out our, our placement. And yeah. so for whatever reason, it was kind of sloppily laid. And it must have been me, right? I can't blame anybody. So it was 
just the way I had my <laughs> cable down. Maybe it was twisted in a way or whatever. And there was also the dance floor happened to be right, basically right in front of the band, right? Yeah, yeah. It's a small, tight spot. And yeah. we had a great show and people were dancing. That's super cool. And one person was leaving the dance floor. Yeah. And they took, uh, you know, they took my mic. They took your... <laughs> They took. They, you don't mean they, they walked up and like took the. They walked up and like took your mic. Maybe it wasn't. Your... Maybe it was intentional. But I'm gonna. I'm gonna give them the benefit of the doubt and just say that like literally their foot just caught the cable and they like walked off and you know their <laughs> response time was not quick because maybe they had one or two beverages and they just like cool like walked off the stage and just like brought my whole mic with it. Yeah, your whole stand Boom. goes like, like whoop, whoop, there it is. <laughs> Oh, no. <laughs> it wasn't life or death, but oh. you know, I think, you know, it's when you're dealing with cables a lot, like you just get kind of tuned into like that, you know, that process of the setup and breakdown and setup and breakdown and yeah. kind of, you know, have, I don't know. Have you ever had any nightmare uh, cable stories? Well, so, you know, the weird thing is I, I don't think I've had like a really a bad cable story. I've had so many other things, but I can tell mm-hmm. you, but it's just luck of the draw, right? right. I mean, now that I've said that, like next gig, I guarantee something's going to go wrong with cables. I'm going to be like, ah, that's <laughs> silly cable. You know, you know, wah, wah, wah. Somebody trips on a cable, falls off the stage. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, so I can tell you about one that happened to a friend of mine that I was playing with. And actually I didn't make this gig just by, scheduling reasons um he ended up having another bass player with him and it was a big mm-hmm. festival gig and like i mean it was big there were like i think three or four thousand people there right. so i mean it was sizable and um he had run his his cable straight from his guitar back to his amp you know back to the, the back line or whatever but it was yeah. a pretty big stage and he did one of those moves where he was like, he was really into it. And I could not have seen him doing this. I couldn't visualize it, but this is what happened because mm-hmm. the drummer told me about it later. Right. He did one of those things where you like kind of like get really into it. And then he like went down on his knees and kind of slid across the stage on his knees oh, while he's soloing. Sweet. The back to the future thing. Yeah. Like he literally did a Marty McFly move right. or whatever. Yeah. I don't, yeah. And I don't think he meant it this to happen. I'm pretty sure. But he's like, you know, at the climax of the solo or whatever, he's like, Goes down his knees and slides across the stage, and the guitar came unplugged right then, just <laughs> right at the peak, just like that was it. And it's like right in the middle of the song, and everybody else keeps going like the, and it's a trio, so it was like really <laughs> noticeable. Oh, no more guitar. One third of the band is gone. Yeah. yeah so, ugh. Ugh. yeah. So not that would not have been that would not have been fun. So yeah, yeah that happened. Right. Which kind of like leads to like one, one aspect of this is just making sure that you've got your stage covered. Yeah. Like you got to know, like how big is this area we're going to be playing in? Mm -hmm. What are we going to do to, you know, our back line may not be right up next to us. You know, how do we make sure that we can get from here to there? Like, I'm pretty sure that, you know, this particular gig I was talking about, they were opening for like, you know, they were one mm-hmm. band out of maybe four at this, you know, festival lineup and they're probably an early one. And uh, yeah, and just, they didn't expect the stage to be, you know, that large. Yeah. It, it helps to know, right? you know, what you're walking into. But if you totally. don't know, you know, have, you know, yep. have, have some gear with you to cover that. Like if you need... Oh, instead of a 20, you know, an 18 or 20 foot cable or whatever, I need a 35 foot instrument cable or whatever. Right. Like having one of those can be really helpful. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, I was just, uh, we just played uh, yeah, an event that was like four bands lined up and, you know, it was a big outdoor stage. And all all I had to do, you know, is just basically bring my, I always bring my amp just in case, but yeah, yeah I just had to bring my, my bass and plug into the back line and set and ready to go. And I brought like my, just because I slimmed down, I I only had like my sort of like small stage setup. Yeah. Which is just like, they're just shorter cables. Yeah. And now I'm basically stuck with the, the bass amp is on the back of the stage. Yeah. And even chained through like my, my, you know, guitar cables, like not long enough. And I had to like yeah. kind of wonky set up thing to like stretch it. So like my pedals yeah. were like, you know, five feet back. Yeah. Look ridiculous. Right. Right. You know, because I wasn't prepared. Cause there's that whole thing of like, are you going to be over, are you going to have like every single cable with you? Sometimes it's good to have like a crate of just the, just in casers. Yeah. Yeah. And that might be like some, you know, some really long instrument cables. And mm-hmm. you know, there's a limit to those, right? Like you can't, I mean, once you get to a certain length, sure. you know, um, if people haven't heard it, you know, they should check out our, our previous show about pickups. And I think one of the things mm-hmm. we talked about was, um, you know, the fact that, you know, your instrument basically puts out, you know, even active instruments put out a pretty low level signal. Yeah. And, um, especially passive instruments though, you know, put out a low signal and, you know, you can only put that through so many feet of cable before it starts to really affect the sound. Right. Um, so it's not like, oh, we just pick up a hundred foot instrument cable. When it gets to the end of the amp, it might be basically all buzz and no, you know, no action. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> ah, you're all buzz and no action. <laughs> we just like everybody else. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. That's the practical bass t-shirt. All buzz and no action. That's amazing. I knew we were going to come up with a tagline. But there are ways you can get around that too, right? Like, um, you know, if you have to chain things together, you know, there are, like SGI makes this thing called a radial, uh, or not radial, um, or it is, sorry, (laughs) radial makes it and called SGI. It's a SGI pair and it's basically like these two direct boxes. Mm -hmm. And they're basically designed to like lift your signal up onto a balanced line oh, okay. and then pick it up at the other end. So you can run like a, you know, 50 foot microphone cable or something like that. Yeah. You know, or whatever, whatever length you need, however many of these cables that you want to chain together. Like you can right. have like a couple of them, you know, just daisy chained on the other end, you've got an equal box with the opposite side, you know, the opposite gender mm-hmm. input, plug the XLR in there. And then you take the quarter inch runs it and then run it to your amp. Yeah. And it like, it lifts the signal up so that you can actually make that length work. Wow. But, you know, then you're going to be plugged into something that's up front on the stage. And you you know, then now you've got like a 15 or 18 or whatever foot. Yeah. You know, radius you can use there instead of being stuck at the back of the stage. Exactly. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. So, I mean, that's one thing, you know, the thing that you ran into though, you know, with the mic is people moving around stage or whatever. And, you know, it pays to know whether you're the guy, you know, trying to be in the right place or the guy who's going to do the Marty McFly move. You know, right. <laughs> kind of know ahead of <laughs> no time. Ahead of th- are you where, the slider? <laughs> where are you going to be? Like, what have you been sliding and like cables are run like, ha- like that part of the stage, there's a bunch of cables run from the back to the front. Yeah. And so you slide over and then you just kind of stop when you hit the cables, <laughs> like you bump into them. <laughs> you know? Well, I guess it'll stop 
stop you from like falling off the stage. Yeah. Too. No, I think which could be a, cool. Yeah. You could also, use them like a, like a, like a guardrail. Uh, yeah. A bumper, <laughs> like the bowling lane bumpers. Bowling row. Yeah. You what know? was that? That was like our first or second episode that you're calling oh, yeah. back to. Wow. The throwback bumpers on the, literally on a the throwback. Bowling. Yeah. Down the lane. Bumpers on the bowling lanes of life. Right. <laughs> <laughs> What was I even talking about? Oh my Man. goodness. I'm gonna dig, dig back in the catalog <laughs> for that one. Holy moly. Yeah. So yeah, so um so there's this idea of how you handle the space, right? And mm. where you where you lay the cables, um, you know, where you know, where you need to be moving. Yeah. You know, my my personal opinion is like I, I always like to, you know, lay you know, cables in a certain way. Like yep. I like to get them um most of the stages or areas that I'm playing are not super big. Right. And so I try and limit like, I don't want cables flying all over the place. Yeah. Like, you know, I like to limit that, but you know, yeah. The, but those, those sound cables, right. That I'm running for the sound system are not the only cables involved. Right. Like we've been talking about instrument cables here a bit where, how do you deal with, how do you deal with the, like where you plug in? Mm-hmm. Right. Cause that clearly happened to this dude, right. right. Like that, you know, he he just basically like, you know, got to the end and, you know, it just popped out. Right. So how, <laughs> just like that. Just like that made that sound probably. How, how do you deal with, like, yeah. how do you deal with the cable at the mm-hmm. ends of the length? I think, you know, so to your point, you know, most of the shows that I'm playing are going to be on smaller stages, right? And, and I do think about what that looks like in you know, what space I'm going to need him for what gig, right? Certain gigs. I know all I need is like a four by four space. Right. Right. I'm not going anywhere else besides there. Like that's kind of my zone. Yeah. I could even shorten it up, but in general, like four feet by four feet kind of have this like magic square of a space. And, mm-hmm. and I just make sure all my, all my cables are away from there. And I use exactly like, I try to get as close as I can to getting the length of the cable that, where I have enough slack to move yeah. and no excess. Right. And for me, you know, that happens to be, a, I get basically a couple of 12, uh, 12 foot cables, yep. two of them, one goes to my pedal board. So from, you know, from where I'm at to my pedal board, right. that's whatever, that's only like three and a half feet or whatever that measurement is. And then right. the rest of it is just the slack that I can yeah, use. Yeah, so move. you can, if you need to move back, talk to the drummer or whatever. Yeah, yeah and I'm not small. tripping on it, Yep. right? And yep. then the other 12 foot is basically headed back right directly into yeah, my Yeah, so from the out of the pedal board back to your amp. Yeah, and yeah. that keeps it nice and clean. And I take everything that I have, like any other, like if I can, my XLR, the power cord to my pedal board. Yep. And I put them in a way that's always like, together yeah and i kind of route them all away so that they're i know exactly where they're at you know i'll know if i'm stepping on one because i'm going to step on three or four of them yeah right so it's kind of like my border and they're all out of the way yeah Yeah. there's nothing worse for me than like having that like annoying thing of stepping on a cable like mid song and you keep stepping on it and just like changes the vibe. Yeah. You're like, where yeah. am I? And if there's a lot of it, right, the Ugh. danger you start thinking about, oh, is my foot like in a loop now? What's going to happen when I move? Am I going to like trip or yeah. pull something out? And and, and, and it'll it's happen, not you fun. know? Yeah. It's not fun. Yeah, yeah so that's I mean, kind of how I, I'm managing. And, and, you know, that's just, you know, I, I try to keep it simple, but I need a clean space. You know, that's probably yeah. the most important thing, you know, for me. Yeah, I think- you know, for, for me, um, to be honest, like I, I really feel like I need to do something 
different cable wise than what I'm doing now. Mm-hmm. So I, you know, I have the way I'm wiring things right now, basically I'm running from my base to the amp head. Okay. Right? And then I'm using the effects loop. Right. For my, uh, for my, my effects. Right. setup. And so that's basically three cables and there are right. three cables that have to go from where I am back to my amp. Yeah. Right? There's my base to the amp and then there's the effects send back to my pedal where I am. And then mm-hmm. from my pedal where I am, a return back to the amp says three, right? right? And I've been thinking it would be really cool if I would like maybe rebalance my effects unit or something to where I just plug into my pedal mm-hmm. and then run one thing from my pedal back to my, back to my amp. Right. Making that work is, is tricky though because yeah. of how the, you know, how the amps are wired can make that a, a tricky thing. But I yeah. really like your idea of yeah. like having something shorter so that you're not like, you don't have all this cable around you is, and, I think that's a, a good point. Well, I, and I went through that same process too, uh, probably just about six months ago or so where I, I stopped the effects loop and I got around it yeah. just because it was just too many cables to deal with on stage. Yep. yep. Um, you know, so for my, you know, run of the mill gigs, you know, the, the regular weekly stuff that I'm doing, I just want to simplify it. So yeah. I'm just running that one line, you know, direct. Cause if not, then yeah, you have like all these like different pads and then yeah. it starts to become like a situation. Yeah. Yeah. That you absolutely. have to like deal with like, uh, you know, yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. And I guess, you know, from my, from my point of view, um, the way I deal with the ends, right, of the the of whatever the run mm-hmm. is, right, um, right, the amp and the bass. So the bass, I do a couple things. Like I always, I, I try and always have like right angle, uh, right angle connectors on whatever my instrument cable is. Okay, right, because that way now now this is easier to do with some bases than others. Like there are some bases out there that have these recessed jacks that are really sleek and look cool, but mm-hmm. um, using right angle connectors on doesn't really work on them. They're actually right. recessed and built so that you can stick a straight, you know, cord into them and it, and, and it works well. Right. But most of the bases that I have are not like that. They're like, yeah. either they're a surface mount either on sure. the front or on the side. And if I get a right angle connector, the thing is it's going to be less, stress on the jack if the cable gets yanked in some way right it's not right. going to immediately like it's not going to break the cable yeah it's not going to yank the output jack out or yep. whatever so i do that the other thing is i loop i always loop the cable around my strap right right so like yep. do one loop around before i plug it in and the only reason to do that is that you get well there's a couple of reasons right like one of them is you know, the stress relief, right? Because yep. you're not going to be like dragging the cable off of the base with no, you know, nothing relieving that. Yeah. The, 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 the stress in the cable. The other thing about it is it's an early warning, right? If things start totally. getting tight, totally. you, know, you get to the end of the length, yep. you're going to know it and you're going to know it for a reason other than like it yanking out of your base. Right. Right. You, you you'll just little, feel that you'll just, Feel the end of the line. You get the stress, bef- yeah, before it gets like critical, and you yeah, know, you, you end up in an emergency. Right. Yeah. It's kind of the same concept of like you know if you ever use like any sort of like yard um, tools that have extension cords that are actually electric, like a weed whacker or an electric lawnmower. Like 
all these tools that kind of have like a little hook right by the handle. So it plugs yeah. the extension cord plugs in, yeah. but then it has a hook to like, yeah. Yeah. To just catch it before. So you have that, like, yeah. E- even if you do hit the end of the line, it's not yeah. yanking you out. It's just stopping. Right. You know, it's locking right. you before you get there. Right. And so that you don't like the first thing you know, is that you like, you pulled it out of the plug a hundred right. feet away. <laughs> right. Something. Everything like stops. Don't. You're like, Oh <laughs> yeah. The, yeah, definitely. I mean, it's really the same. It is exactly the same concept. So, yeah. you know, and then at the amp, you know, I kind of do a similar thing where I route uh-huh. the cable through, like I'll either go through a handle or something that is going to stay put. That's oh, not going to okay. be, you know, not something that's going to like fall off the top, right. but like the amp handle itself or something like that, like the, mm-hmm. the cabinet handle or at worst, I have a Velcro tie on that end and right. then I'll, I'll, you know, fasten that to the, the cabinet, the fuzzy, you yeah. know, the fuzzy covering on the cabinet so that, you know, again, there's just like a warning. If I'm stepping away, you get a little warning before things pull out. Yeah. You know, I like that. I, you know what? I don't, yeah, I'll use that one. It's and Vel, you know, and, Velcro and the Velcro is on, on almost, I mean, I have Velcro ties on, on each one of my cables anyway. So yeah, just slide it on that end. Yeah. Yeah. And I kind of do the same thing where I'll, I'll pull up and then, you know, I'll, I'll leave, so, I'll leave a little slack too, right. so that it's not like immediately the Velcro falls out. Like the, it's not going to take the right. cable with it immediately. <laughs> right. So, yeah. Huh, and, and, cool. you know, and finally, I think, you know, for me, uh, I totally agree with like grouping lines and so forth, like yeah. trying to bring them together. And then I always, you know, if I'm going to do sound or whatever, always have gaffers tape with yeah. me, you know, and roll gaffer, the gaffers tape, <laughs> if people out there haven't done it, gaffers tape is not duct tape and you do not want duct tape involved with your cables. Right. Me, that is horrible because- it leaves that sticky goo on all your cables and you can forever. never get rid of it. Yeah, forever. It is the worst. Yeah, I still have cables from like 15 years ago that still have it and I just don't use them because it's like, yeah, it's just all sticky. Yeah, like it's I immediately- a sticky situation. <laughs> if I run into, yeah, if I run into a sound situation where I'm like, somebody shows up and they've got like cables that are like full of duct tape and whatnot, I'm like, yeah, it's yeah. Like, this is not a high class operation because right. they don't, they clearly don't know. Right. <laughs> don't do the duct tape. <laughs> so the gaffer's tape is great though. So it's cloth backed. Right. You can get in all sorts of colors and stuff. We'll put a link in the show notes. Um, but it's 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 very adherent, like or adhesive. Like you can mm-hmm. you know, you can stick it to wood, you can stick it to glass, you can stick it to metal, whatever. Your cables, you can, you know, bind up your yeah. cables in it. But it is, it's easy to rip with your hands if you just, you know, apply a little bit of strength. You can rip it like you can duct tape. Yeah. And when you take it off, it doesn't leave anything behind. Right. So you can put it down on floors at a venue, whether mm-hmm. it's tile, wood, or whatever, and you know you're not going to leave anything behind and you're not going to not going to make the venue people unhappy with yeah. you. You're not going to have sticky cables. Right. So it's pretty – but yet it'll hold. It'll stay put, you know, as long as the gig goes. Yeah, I actually knew nothing about gaffer's tape until you mentioned it some time ago. And I, and I was like, what is this gaffer's? What is this? What is this gaffer's is tape this of gaffers? which you speak, sir? And then I was like, oh, man, <laughs> that is another miracle. That's yeah. right up there with post-it notes. <laughs> genius. It is genius. It's amazing. Ah, Yeah. So- yeah, I guess, you know, just some, and, and, you know, some tips, you know, maybe we can share mm-hmm. some tips with people about how to deal with their cable routing. You know, um, 
I always say like, don't be stingy with the tape. It's not, tape is not that expensive. Right. Like, you know, you can get like 30 yards of this stuff for like 15 bucks or something right. like that. You don't need to be stingy with it. You know, use, use it to hold, you know, tape down your stuff every few feet. Yep. Right. Cause like the worst thing I can see, can see doing is like, oh, I'm going to tape it over here and then I'm going to tape it like, you know, 10 feet over here. And all that means is basically now you've got like this big area yeah. that's not secured that anybody could like stick a toe under and right take you know gaffer's tape just like duct tape it's not you know it, you know this it's not like padlocking stuff down with right. you know <laughs> with a weight or something it's just it is just tape and if somebody's going to like put 150 or 200 pounds of body weight yeah. you know moving that cable that cable's going to move tape oh yeah or yeah, no yeah, tape. yeah yeah oh yeah you know gaffer's is going to break yeah yeah so, yeah. you know, putting it every few feet means it's a lot harder for people to run into it and like grab that slack with their foot or, or whatever the case may be. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and I think when we're looking at layout too, you know, if you can, you know, sometimes it's not possible, but try to, the long stuff that's going around, just try to keep it around like the edges or the, oh, the yeah. perimeters of your stage and preferably in the back side if you can. Yeah. Right, if you have that length to go kind of around the back of the stage, keep it away from, you know, yeah. whatever's in front of you and your space. Yeah, I think that that's a brilliant idea. Um, you know, running around the perimeter, like the perimeter of the stage, wherever it is, means it's going to be out of everybody's way mm -hmm. as much as possible. You know, that means sometimes it means that you've got to be set up, you know, you may have to plan out like who's going to get here first and right. who's going to run this, who's going to run that. The other good thing about running the perimeter like that is if you're running around the front, if you have a stage, it's great, right? Mm -hmm. Because it means kind of, you know, you're going to be in right. good shape. But if you don't have a stage, if you just have that area that you're in, yep. if you bring the cables around the perimeter like that, you know, and tape them down, like we're saying, the nice thing about it is it kind of makes, there's like right. a, like a mental barrier. Yep. You know, this is the line that you right. don't cross. Right. You know, when you have that one patron who's like had right. a, you know, had a really good time and they want to get mm. on the mic. You're like, no, this is the line. Yeah, that's like, it. Don't cross the line. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you this know, my things... side, that's your side. Yeah, man. exactly. <laughs> um, well, it's as good a place to stop as any. Uh, so we hope you guys have enjoyed this chat about cables. I, that went pretty deep. I didn't expect to have that much to say about cable, but, you know, good for us. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I hope people hung hey, in there. <laughs> hey, we, you guys are welcome, by the way, because we did have to cut out 20 minutes of material. Yeah. So you're welcome. <laughs> They'll never know from the editing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, we hope that you guys will actually like pitch into the conversation too. you know, join up on our Facebook, Facebook group and, you know, start a conversation there or discuss with uh, the other working bassists who are part of the practical base community. This is our way of giving back to you guys and you know, thanking people for, you know, for helping sustain us and, and for, uh, you know, for being part of the worldwide community of bass players. If you'd like to uh, talk to us personally, you can do that at podcast at practicalbase.com or you can visit the practicalbase.com website and get the feedback back area uh, we read everything that comes in there so do get in touch we're also happy to hear about topics that you guys would like to hear discussed we love getting your ideas and, and we do deliver on those as i think a few listeners can can attest to the main thing you can do uh, to help the podcast grow is um, is subscribe and share to subscribe is really easy just use the podcasts app on your iphone your google play music app on an android device itunes on your mac computer 
or Stitcher Radio on any platform. Just search for Practical Bass, use the function in the app and look for Practical Bass, and then use the subscribe link and you'll get a new episode delivered to you fresh every week uh, with whatever the the topic of the week is. And uh, moreover, we would love it if you would share that with other bass players and other musicians in general. Just let us, you know, let us have a chance to... Um, to encourage them to join the discussion and you know, let them know this is something that, uh, that you enjoy and, and pass it on, like pass on the love. Um, sharing is, is caring, as they say. So until next time, I'm Paul Freelds. And I'm Dave Guzman. And this has been Practical Base. Thanks for listening. Like, I think at, at that time when they were, like, cable guys were, like, it was a big thing, right? Yeah. And, and they, there was, like, zero training or whatever. Like, their job was basically to get, like, your TV connected to some telephone pole. And I swear right. there were, like, some situations I've seen where, like, some dude just, like, drilling a hole, like, at eye level in the wall all the way through the house. And, like, yeah. just stringing the, the cable siding. from your TV yeah. yeah, through the siding and then up to the telephone pole. You're like, <laughs> well, that's some really cra- high, uh, high, high level craftsmanship up there. Yeah. <laughs> that, he must have been an engineer. Right. <laughs> engineer. I'm the cable guy.